We have such a fun episode for you today. We are interviewing Leah Garshinsky, owner and principal designer of 13th Avenue Interiors. We are chatting all about design, pivoting from corporate life to entrepreneurship, mama life, type A personalities, post-its, all the things. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. We have such a special episode today. We're interviewing Leah Garshinsky with 13th Avenue Interiors. Leah, welcome to the show. Thank welcome. you. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a bus bench babe fangirl. And so the pleasure <laughs> is mine. Thank you. This is so fun. It's so I fun to have this. you in person too, because so many interviews are not in person. Yeah, so absolutely. It's nice to have a local friend. Same here. Yeah, so happy great. to be here. Well, and it's so awesome that you started following the podcast. Did you find us or do we find, I don't know how it all worked out, but you came to one of our in-person events and we're like, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, you're here. Yes, yes. It was I, so exciting to like meet you in person. Absolutely. I don't know where it started, but I'm so glad that it did. I've got really enjoyed getting to watch your guys's group and getting to know you. And yeah, I think that's one of the great things about Instagram is getting to meet people yes. and then bring those friendships into real life that I is love that. Such I love a joy. it so much and you know gosh social media gets such a bad rap for many good reasons yeah but this is like the good part of it this yeah. is like the good part of social media absolutely yeah oh. couldn't agree more we made a friend yeah. um okay Leah tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself all right well like you said my name is Leah Garshinsky I am a Minnesota native I live in South Minneapolis with my husband Brett and we've been married for 12 years um, and we have two kids, Lewis, who will be seven soon, and he is in first grade. And then our daughter, Greta, is four, and she's pre-K. And then I can't forget my furry baby. His name is Eddie, and he is a mini golden doodle who's oh, been in our family cute. for nine years. So oh, he's yes. your first baby. Your first baby, baby, furry baby, just, yes, all the things. I so, yeah. And then I am also the owner principal designer, solopreneur, team of one <laughs> behind 13th Avenue Interiors, um, a residential interior design group um, that does projects here in the Twin Cities and then also kind of around the Midwest. That's nice. so fun. Love it. That's so, so fun. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you tr are transitioning from the corporate world into an interior design business full time. Yeah, this is a very timely question in my life because um, to back up, I've been in the corporate world for almost two decades now. That's where I started my career. I went to school for apparel merchandising. So that's really like the 
uh, more business side, I guess, if you will, of fashion. So really I've had roles in buying, I've had roles in sourcing, I've had roles in pricing. Um, and I have just had an excellent corporate career that has opened up so many opportunities for me personally and professionally. Um, and I've gotten to travel and experience so many things that I owe to my corporate career, but have found myself as a, at a crossroads as my business has turned from hobby to side gig to almost another full-time business to kind of needing to make that leap and leave the corporate world. And so my husband and I are in the process right now of really mapping out what that will look like for us, obviously from like a financial standpoint as those things shift. Um, but then also timing and just how our routines may be impacted by something like that. And for me personally, I'm also thinking about how that's going to feel to make that leap and to mm -hmm. go full time into entrepreneurship as, you know, other people have experienced. It's exciting. It's scary. I'm mostly excited to see what this business can do. I see so much potential in it and I'm excited for myself. I know that there's a lot I have to offer my clients and soon to be and yet to be clients. Um, but it's also a very kind of scary time too. I'm sad to leave the corporate world. It's been so good to me. And it's also, I have to recognize that it's kind of my safe zone. I have been in the corporate world for so long that it's familiar. I know how to navigate it. Mm -hmm. I know how to do all the things. I know who's you who. You probably do it in your sleep. Exactly. And there's so much comfort in that. Um, that making the leap and saying goodbye to that is definitely taking some mental and emotional preparation. But um, yeah, that's currently where I'm at is, you know, having two full-time careers is not very realistic. And two children. So it's time. It's time to make a decision. And that push-pull between all of the things and loving all of the things in my life. Like yeah. I said, I love my design business so much with all my heart. And I love my corporate career and the people that I've gotten to work with. Yeah. And I love my family. But it's impossible to do all of them and do all of them well. And I've kind of reached that crossroads where if I want the design business to be everything I know it can be, then I have to like devote my my full work hours to to that. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That is so brave. Thank it's you. It's a really big, bold, brave step. <laughs> Goodness. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So what sort of things are you doing in preparation? Well, like I said, there's definitely... Um, you know, the family side of it, of, you know, talking with my husband and figuring out how will that make our finances look? Because to go from a corporate steadfast salary to owning a business that's very dependent on, you know, business coming in and keeping up with the pace and having, you know, um, kind of that, that pipeline of clients coming in, those are two very different things. So there's obviously that aspect of it. Um, and then there's also the possibilities that could open up in terms of with owning a business, having a little more flexibility in our schedule. So that's another thing that we're talking about a lot, too, is when not tied to a nine to five, what are the gives and takes that could possibly come into our lives? I think, you know, there's a lot of flexibility and flexibility is great, but also like how do we make sure that everything gets done as well? My husband has a career that... Um, Need, requires him to travel and so he's away a couple nights a month and so it's kind of like figuring out how this could unlock possibilities in our family so lots of conversations on that side um, on my side in terms of the business you know I'm really mapping out like where do I want this to go um, and how long will it take me to get there what could that look like what are my priorities I think that's 
What's really cool is there are so many entrepreneurs out there doing so many amazing things and there's so many different ways you can go at after your business, especially in interior design. I see interior designers doing so many different things, you know, e-design, they're doing distance design. There's just so many, you know, people are opening up e-commerce platforms. There's so many avenues. So it's kind of taking a step back and thinking long-term of what feels right for me, what would mm-hmm. really bring in that that um, flexibility in my schedule that I desire, especially at this point in my life. Um, and so really thinking about that and what those investments would look like, how long it would take to get there. And kind of, you know, one of the things that my corporate career has taught me is thinking of a long range plan. Where do I want to be in a year, three years, five years, and what will it take to get there? So it's a lot of kind of, you know, sitting down with myself and mapping that out and sharing it with my husband and other people that are sound advice as well and see see what they think. So you've literally thought of everything. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like the long term as oh. well, not just this is shiny, I'm going to do it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank I think you. your corporate career has served you very well in that aspect. I, Christy and I have always been entrepreneurs. So we're like <laughs> a wing and a prayer some days. Oh, there's something <laughs> so good about that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So how do you manage motherhood, marriage, life, and both businesses right now? Yeah. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Um, Well, it's a lot. (laughs) I will say that. But I love all of those things. Like I said, I love my design business. It is a passion. It lights me up. I get so excited when I have time to work on that. And I make time to work on it because I love it. And then, like I said, I do love my corporate career. I love the people that I work with. And it goes without saying I love my family and I love spending time with them, especially as my kids get older. It really feels like as they grow into the being the people that they are, I just feel so drawn to spending more and more time with them. Um, So that's how I, you know, make time for everything. But from a more like logistical standpoint, I mean, I am your stereotypical type A personality girl. Like I am organized. I am like details. I am let me know what's happening. My husband calls it managing my expectations. You know, <laughs> he knows he has to put things on the family calendar. Like I have to know what's coming. And so I take all of that and, you know, make my to-do lists. And I use the notes app on my phone religiously. And I think Beth, you and I maybe have exchanged messages about our love for post-it notes. Like oh my, my life. I, oh, I, my I computer love. is the same. Yes, it's, yes. It's, we're just joking about this. My, I have a giant, like the iMac screen yeah. giant like that and it's just post-it. covered it's I covered i love yeah. post-it notes they're fantastic see type Buying a organized uh-huh. notes, see there's oh, nothing wrong with it happy. oh it's, it's so completely satisfying. organized yeah okay we're on yeah. to something so my whole life like runs <laughs> on post-it notes but i love getting the to-do list getting things out of my head yeah onto a list really helps me and then organizing kind of into like that need to do like i have to send those health forms into school and i also have to get this client presentation done because we have a meeting scheduled on XYZ date. And separating the need to do's from the want to do's, that really helps me kind of break it down and see what needs to get done. And then, you know, realistically, I'm a big fan of time batching and routines to really be able to predict like what's coming next. And when I do have an hour break in the day, I know exactly what I should be working on. I don't have to sit there and kind of think about, should I do this or should I do that? Like that organization, I guess, on the back end and organizing my brain basically um, helps me to just prioritize my time within a given day in a given week and know what I should be focusing on and that's kind of just how I break it all down and then of course I 
have an amazing husband who is more than just 50-50 partner. I mean, I joke sometimes that like he he's probably 60 and I'm maybe 40, you know, like he is just so hands-on there, supportive. We do everything together in terms of like tackling household projects and taking the kids places and that type of stuff. So when you add all of that up, that's kind of kind of how I manage or at least try to manage all the things at all at all the times. So <sighs> Wow. I mean, I feel tired a little bit just like listening to you, but I also understand at some level that yes. it's in post-it notes. I think what yes. I got from that was post-it notes are totally our friend. Yeah, and you- the notes app on the phone yes. is yes. like a lifesaver. Absolutely. Okay. I love that you're building such a beautiful and like strong presence on social media. Like how are you managing to stay on top of all that and like make that a big component in your business? Well, thank you. Um, I mean, it goes back to like, I, I actually do love Instagram and I never thought I would say that, mm-hmm. uh, before I had a business, I was definitely like a passive user of Instagram, like somebody that scrolled and liked, and it kind of stopped there. Mm-hmm. I didn't post besides when I felt like I had to for, you know, my kid's birthday or something like that, but yeah. it kind of stopped there. And then when I started a business, I was like, well, I, better become an active user of Instagram because that's what's required these days. But it felt really daunting. Um, I'm sure you guys can relate or have felt that way at times. Yes, you know, it comes with Yeah, it comes with all these rules that say, you know, you have to post this many times a week and you have to be in your stories and you have to make a reel and you have to DM people. And it just, it feels really overwhelming. Um, but once I got into it and kind of found my own rhythm... I just really found that I love making connections. I mean, that's right here. This it's is how, how I met, met you guys. Yeah, yeah I Like you said, so that's just so amazing that you can now make friends and then bring those into real life. That's yeah. such a gift. And I've met so many des- designers here in Minneapolis through the Instagram app that have been so generous in terms of sharing information and having conversations and sharing resources or just talking about things because... Anybody that works from home knows that it can be kind of lonely no matter mm-hmm. what you're doing. Oh, so absolutely. I found so much connection in it and I've even gotten cli- clients through Instagram. So I am thankful for it and I have learned to really enjoy it and get inspired through it. So um, that's what gets me to open up the app every day and get <laughs> on there and plan stuff. But back to little Miss Type A, I mean, I, I like to batch content I'll find Yay. a yeah. This is amazing. That makes Christy's heart so happy. I like to batch my <laughs> Ryan. Can you content. use that as like the highlight reel, Ryan? Can you pull that? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think it just helps. Just get in the mindset, get yeah. in the flow, sit down for however many hours, and just gather all the photos, write all the captions, and I find. Yeah, it can feel daunting to approach it, but once I'm in it, mm-hmm. I, I actually enjoy it. It is another creative outlet in a sense. At, in addition to designing is, mm-hmm. you know, using those photos and sharing them and, you know, giving your spin and your point of view on it. So I do batch. I do try and batch my content. So I do too. <laughs> Christy did not to. pay me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, it just makes, it can make life so much easier. Mm-hmm. Yes, Good. it really can. Okay. So from one design junkie to another. Yes. Um, I love how you're always talking on social about like 
functionality of design and like that I feel like that's like your platform mm-hmm. of your design it's like how can I make your life easier with your design which now just hearing you talk makes so much sense because you <laughs> seems like you operate really well in an organized space and so I think a lot of people don't connect the dots that they can make their house more organized and it's going to make their life flow better but like you like you're bottling that and selling it and that's magical like talk more about that Thank you. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I work with clients, my kind of three pillars are, and they're specifically in this order, is number one, we talk about function and how your house needs to work for you. What isn't working and how do you make it work for you? Not just be like neutral and Mm -hmm. not hopefully not creating work for you, but how is it working for you? You know, like how... How are those rugs super durable? How is that fabric going to withstand dirty hands on it? And that kind of thing. That is really, you know, the first thing that I always want to talk to clients about is like, what's working here? Like from a day to day, day in, day out, touching things, moving things around, walking in the door, walking out the door, where is everything landing and how does that work? And I think that's the most important thing because it's one thing to have a house that's beautiful, but if you have to tiptoe around it or constantly mm-hmm. be fluffing it, well, then that's not fun. Your, chances are you're not enjoying that mm-hmm. um, or not doing it. And then you're not really realizing the beauty of your home. So I always start with function. And that's the most important thing to me. And it's kind of evolved into this design ethos of, you know, I, I like to say classic style with modern sensibilities. And to me, that's classic style as in like what's classic to the client like what is something that they love today that they love yesterday that they'll love tomorrow like what is that thing because designing your house decorating your house renovating your house wherever you're at it is an investment Mm -hmm. you are going to spend money on it and I don't care if it's a $500 rug a $5,000 rug a $50,000 rug for crying out loud it's you're not going to change that out very often so you want to make sure that it's something that you love that makes you feel good and that works well in your home and then the other side of that is modern sensibilities like how do you make it again work for you and help out your family with those performance fabrics with a touchless faucet with a machine washable rug like that's how you get things to really work for you and blend into your life and not have to be another chore or another to do on those post-it notes so Mm -hmm. that's always top of mind for me Machine washable rugs. Yeah. Like, let's. I'm a fan. They're a over gift. Here. They're a true gift. <laughs> I can't. I, it's, yeah. No, yeah. It's my favorite thing. I'm with you. 100%. Yeah. How are you able to find your client's vision and make it come to life for them? Like, how do you do that? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, for me, it always starts with like images and photos, things that clients have saved. So that might be a Pinterest board. Oftentimes it is, but it also might be screenshots, things that they've seen on Instagram, um, things that they've torn out of a magazine. I recently had a client actually send me a link to an Airbnb that she stayed in because she was like, this is my dream, you know? That's so I clever. Love that yeah, she stayed. It's beautiful. It was down in Miami, I want to say, and just colorful and bright and just, I mean, it totally reflected her personality. And yeah. it was like, I get you. But It always starts with images because I think it's really hard to put looks and feels into words. So Mm -hmm. once clients kind of share those images with me, then I can kind of use my design eye and filter through them and see the commonalities in them and see that theme that's kind of carrying through the things that they like. And that's when we can start the conversation of like, 
So I'm seeing this in your photos, these aesthetic things that carry through. Maybe it's, you know, black hardware or, you know, white walls or whatever it is. We can start talking about those things. And then we can also talk about how they want their space to feel. Like this feels light and airy or this feels moody or cozy, you know. But if we don't have the images first, it's really hard to put words to looks and feels. Um, and then from there, in the design process, we just keep going back to images. You know, we have a concept design, which is really creating a vision board for people's spaces to really narrow in on what they want it to look like. Because it's easy to collect a lot of images, but it's kind of hard to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. And then as we select product too, it's just constant, constant conversation and just making sure that I'm reading and most importantly, listening to them. I think that's the most important part is to listen to verbal and nonverbal cues from clients to know what's, what they're attracted to and maybe what they're not. That's really interesting. So is there a lot of homework beforehand then with your clients? Like, is that how you start with the Pinterest board? And like, what is that initial? Yeah. What do do you initially do together? Initially, I will ask them for a Pinterest board as part of kind of the onboarding process. In addition to seeing their space in real life, you know, we always meet first on Zoom. That's just a casual get to know you and see if we're good fit for each other. But then Once we get into a project together and I visit their home, I am asking for images. And I find nine times out of 10, people already have things collected. So it's a pretty easy homework follow-up of like, share that with me. Share with me what you've collected. If you want to narrow it down, if you want to edit it, feel free. But like, share with me what you've collected. Um, And that usually goes pretty smoothly. And then from there, my goal for every client is to take the work, the time investment, the stress, the project management off of their plate. So Once we get through that initial step of getting their images, walking through their space, having a really thorough, like, get to know you and get to know your space, then from there, that's really where I run with the project. And I tell clients, now it's just going to be fun for you. Like, now you just get to check in when there's beautiful things to look at and to talk about, um, because that's why you hire a designer, I believe, is to get those projects done, to have fun doing it, and to just get to enjoy your home to its fullest and not sit you know at your kitchen counter and look at all those I want to do this I should do this that oh. kind of thing because you could drive yourself nuts with that and I've been I there do. many many for like two <laughs> years our never-ending remodel oh my gosh the list year old house the list yeah oh, yeah oh goodness what does an average day in the life look like for you in like when you're in design space like yeah. what does that look like yeah Well, this year I've been trying to teach myself to enjoy getting up at 5 a.m. And that I have, I have, I've learned to really recognize that getting up early gives me space and time to take care of myself first. So I'm not pouring from that empty cup. So I get up at five and I like to work out right away. And then I just, I am so excited to open up my laptop and get into design mode and to just like start doing creative things. And it's a really beautiful time because the kids are still sleeping and the house is quiet and I can just kind of get into that flow mode and I'll do that. And then at least until the kids get up. And then that's when we do, you know, family breakfast, get dressed, get ready, all the things. Um, I'm trying very hard to put the phone down during that time. I think that's one thing as many of us struggle with is like, put the phone down, be present, that kind of thing. Um, so that's something that I'm working on in that time frame. And then once they go to school, I mean, it's jump right into careers, right into jobs um, and spend time just, you know, working and prioritizing things throughout the day from an eight to 
call it five, you know, it's just like in flow mode and working from home, doing all the things. And then at the end of the day, it's pick up kids. And, you know, there's trade-offs that I have to make right now where I'm at of a lot of times my husband will go pick up the kids and then take them to swimming lessons. So that way I can buy myself an extra hour and a half or two hours to get stuff done. I mean, that's the season that we're in. And if that doesn't happen, then it has to roll over into the weekend and add Mm -hmm. on some work hours into the weekend, you know? Um, but I go back to, I love what I do. And so it makes it worth it. I, I, I actually look forward to it. Um, but then when the kids are home again, I try to really shut it down, shut the screens down to give myself a break because if I'm trying to multitask and I used to pride myself by the way, on being a multitasker, uh, now it just makes my head spin and I'm like, Oh, that was not productive. I didn't get anything done and I feel stretched really thin. So that's, that's how I try to end the days is like screen free as much as possible. Um, and then I love going to bed. I'm in bed at like nine. It's my favorite part of the day. So I'm early to bed, early to rise. But same way. That's how we are in our household as well. We've gotten off the early bed track. We need to get back on that. I'm like, I love like yeah. there were times during uh, COVID where Mark and I would go to bed at like 730, eight o'clock yes, in yes, the summer oh, in 2020. And I'm, he's like, the sun is still out. And I'm like, you and I are crabby and we're tired. If we had children, we'd yeah. be putting them to bed right now. So why don't we just go to bed? Absolutely. So we're both like passed out in like four seconds flat. I think it was just like such an emotional load. You're like, I oh, just yeah. need to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Going to yeah. bed early is magical. It's, it sure is. It's pretty fantastic. All right. So we're both navigating this mompreneurship life. How does, like, did your, like, how do you do this so-called balance? Like, how do you do this? So the harmony, like, how do you find yeah. that? You shared like a schedule, but how do you find that where you feel good in that space? Um, so since since my husband and I have had kids, there's two things I've had to work hard at, but have helped me along the way. And one is like embracing help, like letting more people in to our lives to help and to carry the load. That has been, if I can lead with gratitude and be grateful for all the people that we have in our lives that are able to contribute, then that makes it easier. Our kids are daycare kids. So as soon as maternity and paternity leave were over, they went to daycare. And that means more of their waking hours are spent with somebody else that's not us. Um, And that can lead to a lot of guilt and it can make you feel kind of sad. And it could be really hard. But when I spin it and think like, oh, I'm so grateful for people that have invested their careers, their personal time, their energy, their care and their love into taking care of, you know, our children. Mm-hmm. I'm just grateful for it. I'm, I'm going to like so tear amazed. up. That's such a beautiful way of putting that because the guilt comes on either side of it. Exactly. Whether you're the full-time stay-at-home mom or your kid is, you know, full-time yes. in daycare or any in between, yeah. there's always the guilt. Yeah. Something. It is inevitable. Yeah. So I think just being grateful that we have so many people that want to help that are in our lives that, you know, and it's not just caretakers, but it's the grandparents and it's friends that come over and will watch our kids and that kind of thing. Um, leading with gratitude and letting more people in has really helped. And then um, the other thing is just letting go of the little things. And that's hard for me. Cause like I said, I am type A. I want all my ducks in a row and I want to be the one to put them there because if it's not me that puts them there, then that's not right. Yeah. And that was me before kids. And then I realized you got to let go of the little things like, because otherwise you're not gonna have space for the big things. So it's really like 
letting go of, and this is hard for me, but like messes and things not being in place. It's it's so hard. Oh my God. Those like little piles. Oh yeah. Yeah, Piles everywhere. My living room looks like a toy hurricane came through right now because um, a baby doll hair salon is set up in the living room. And the old (laughs) me would have swooped through there and cleaned it all up because I can't walk into the living room and look at this toy explosion. And now I'm just like, eh, whatever. She'll play with it after school. And if she doesn't, she'll clean it up kind of a thing. But like, they can just be here for now. And so letting go of those little things, not wasting my time and energy on cleaning up all that stuff or putting everything perfectly in its place. Um, and that's hard, but, and it's something I work on, but that's helping a lot too, in terms of balance and priorities. You're good about that. showing the messy middle on social media too. <laughs> I try Which to. I think it's real life. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Not, nobody's house, even the most beautifully decorated ones that you yeah. see on the glamorous home magazines, that's not how they are once people live in them, right? I love, everyone always goes, where are the paper towels? <laughs> and they're somewhere, right? Really they're somewhere. Point. Yeah, so let's show those paper towels and let's show the mess and be real yeah. about it. Yeah. So oh, I love it. So you touched quite a bit on like the career and the mama and like that that harmony, that balance and, you know, accepting that mom guilt is going to come and you can deal with it as it comes. So what would you say to another mom who is afraid to start? in something new for fear of less time with my kids or just just fear in general what would you say to her um well first I would say I see you because it's real Mm -hmm. I felt that fear I still feel that fear a lot of times when I do something new um and it, it can be really scary but my husband told me and I'm sure he heard it from someone that's wiser than both of us but um that fear is actually excitement and so if you were to just think like maybe this fear is just excitement, like reframe it a little. And what if this is just excitement around the possibility that I could do this? And maybe I'm afraid of failing at it because I really want it. If you think of it that way and try and think of it as excitement, that might change your perspective on it. But I would also say specifically to a parent, uh, how would you, what would you tell your children? Like if they were in this situation, if they wanted to try something new, if they were really excited about something, you know, um, maybe your kid's really excited about soccer and it's all they can think about and talk about at home. But when you get to the field, they don't want to go out there. They're too scared to do it. Like, what would you do in that situation? Chances are I'm going to take a guess that most parents would encourage them to go out there and just at least try it. Just try it. You know, maybe you'll make it 15 minutes and then you'll need to take like stop and come and sit on mom's lap. Like, that's fine, but just try it. And then we'll come back next week and maybe you'll make it 20 minutes, you know, but you have to at least go out there and try, if not for yourself or setting an example for your children, because, you know, they remember what you do and not what you say. And so it's kind of going out there and modeling it. And, you know, if you, if you do it and you get past the fear and you're like, no, actually, I don't like this, then kudos to you because you tried it and you realized you didn't like it. You'll never have to wonder. And if you get out there and you try it and you get past the fear and you really like it, then kudos to you again, because you found something that you're passionate and that you love. I love She's this very so wise. much. You oh, are gosh. very wise. Gosh, you're like getting me all the feels. This is so good. I love it. Yeah, you're making me cry, actually. Oh, I know. <sighs> I did not mean to do that. No, it's like good tears. Mm -hmm. Um, So Leah, what does 2024 look like for you? Like what is like, what is, what's up your sleeve and what is, what does business look like for you? What are you planning for? 
So exciting. Well, hopefully <laughs> narrowing down to one career, that's the number one priority. That <laughs> I think will that's be. in the bag. Like and, That's good. Yeah. And just really getting to one, take on more clients that will give me space and bandwidth to take on more clients. I think there's so many people out there that know exactly what they want their house to look and feel like, but they just can't get there. Mm-hmm. Right. It's time. It's energy. It's, it's decisions. It's so many things that hold us back from getting there. And so I want to be able to help those people and those clients. And so many of my clients have never worked with an interior designer Mm -hmm. before. And so I want to open up the possibility to more people. So I look forward to taking on more client projects, some bigger projects. Um, And then also I have some ideas around kind of more of a e-commerce DIY idea for my DIYers out there that don't need like full on interior design help. Um, I haven't flushed that out completely yet, but I am, you know, that's one of the things that I would like to tackle in 2024. That's exciting. I can't wait to see it. And I cannot wait for the final before and afters of that cute cabin that you are working on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're so close. That looks so darn cute. Oh, thank you. What a great project it's been. Have you seen it? No, I don't know the cabin. How I'll share it with you. Cabin? It's on our social media. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Last week like was a old bit much. Did it? Okay. cabin. I don't know. Yeah. I think I and now she's it. making it freaking adorable. Cool. Where is it's, it? It's Wisconsin. It's in Wisconsin. Sidebar. Sidebar. Okay. Wisconsin. It's in Wisconsin. Nice. It's just basically power of paint. It's a big, big thing in that cabin. Well, and that's like the perfect example where people are like, I don't know what to do. And this yeah. is going to be so expensive. Not necessarily. Right. Not if you like bring in some fresh eyes mm-hmm. that can envision your space in a different light. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then if they can do it for you. Well, then there's that too. Mm-hmm. Even better. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this interview so, so, so much. So can you share a little bit where everyone can find you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm on Instagram at 13th Avenue Interiors. And then um, also you can find my website at 13thAvenueInteriors.com. And we'll link everything in the show notes as well. So you can go check it out and become friends. Yeah. You're going to want to become friends with this girl. I know. This, yeah, let's be friends. Let's do Thank this. you so much, you guys. <laughs> so thanks, Leah, for being here. Mm-hmm. This was fun. To, it was fun for me to get to know you more. And like anyone local or wherever, I think you can do design really just about anywhere. Can't yes. you? Absolutely. Yep. The power of the internet, the interwebs. Amazing. Interwebs. <laughs> it's like, like 1990. <laughs> we were talking about pantyhose on the last podcast. We did. So, talk I mean, about we did go pretty far back. All right, Bus Bench Babes. Until next time, remember to keep your face off a of Bus Bench and keep being the badass boss babe that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a of Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, Head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.